What's up, YouTube tonight? Welcome to Lords of the Lawnmowers presents the cover price top 10 for the week ending 5 22. Tomorrow is 5 25 77. You know what that makes it? The 45th anniversary of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Truly, May 25th should be Star Wars Day since that's when it came out 5 25 77. But yep. in honor of that day. <laughs> Tomorrow that was will awesome. be the 45th anniversary of Star Wars. No, we don't call it episode four. We don't call it a new hope. We call it Star Wars. Gabe, say what's good to the people. Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome back. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. You might not recognize me here on a Tuesday, but we're <laughs> here. We got 11 books on this list. All of them really cool to talk about. So stay tuned. The hottest top 11 on the internet. Justin, say what's good to the people. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, not much to say. It's Tuesday. It's Lords. Let's do it. Is Star Wars it's Day just... tomorrow? Is that the big thing because of the anniversary too? Yeah. Why do you think I got my Star Wars shirt on? That's Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't get 70, the memo. Sorry. Five twenty-five seventy-seven is when it came out in the theaters. So that's a tomorrow's right. the forty-fifth anniversary. So this show is sponsored by our friends over at price, CoverPrice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends. Hit up our friends at CoverPrice for the low price of six ninety-nine a month for all your collection needs. Our friends at Key Collectibles, Facebook.com, Instagram.com, forward slash Key Collectibles for all your CGT slabbing, submitting, pressing needs, facilitating needs. Also, our friends at KRS Comics use discount code of LOTLB to save 10% off any KRS Comics exclusives. And you know they're in tune with the fans, right? Because tomorrow, Ooh. Star Wars number 25, the Mike Mayhew variant, drops on KRS Comics, I do believe, at, uh, at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, or... or 5 p.m. or 2 p.m. Either way, you should wake up early. Make sure you don't miss out because that is literally fire. I mean, he's on lava. That's uh, that's that's uh, Star Wars issue number 25 in honor of 525-77 or 525. It is 45 years since Star Wars came around. That is nuts. I may have to watch me some Star Wars tomorrow. You know Hell what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, once again, this is the cover price top 10. Look at that. With that variant covers, this nice 
dark red cover. Let's go over to weekly top 10 plus one. There's always one that doesn't quite crack the top 10, but it's worth an honorable mention. What do you got for number, the runner-up this week? Well, we got a 1 in 25 ratio variant for here. We got the uh, Catwoman number 43, the Suzuki Maki. Uh, Selena Kyle and Harley Quinn, awesome right there on the cover. Of course, the 1 in 25, this variant sums up the book's content, a story of a much-needed girls' night out for Catwoman after her defeat of Black Mask. The tease of a kiss and prime for the roller derby after an impromptu road trip. These dames take a quick shot to mid-celebration before the end of the night. This Catwoman variant continues to be hot after each month with these 1 in 25. So fans were quick to pick up this one in the aftermarket. Uh, it did take the road trip on their own search of uh, people trying to secure this copy. It sold 35 copies last week. Seven-day uptrend of 136% and a high sale of 130 Fifteen dollars for a raw copy, and also not noted on here is the first appearance of Red Claw from the Batman animated series. There you go, double spec. Yeah, uh, Sosa Micah Micah is getting to be quite the hot artist. Although her real name is Micah Sosa, and she's mm. uh, originally from Africa. I did not know that, uh, but you know, she just you know how artists kind of you know just kind of put their name together like. Art Germ, you know, his, his, his real name Frank is Quietly. Germ. Yeah, Stanley <laughs> Germ. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Catwoman number 43, the Sozo Mica 1 in 25 variant coming in at the runner-up position. Let's get right to it. What do we have for number 10? All right, number 10, we're running out this top 10 list. Electra, black and white, number four. This is the 1 in 25 Kevin Eastman variant cover with a legend like Kevin Eastman. Uh, being brought on board, a longtime rumor for this book was the first crossover between Marvel and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sadly, that was not the case. However, Eastman did deliver a masterful piece of literature and art. Eastman's cover highlights this collection of wonderfully told Electra short stories with his distinct and highly recognizable art style. Electra has had many iconic covers over the years. And the legend himself, again, you can't call yourself a legend, uh, has added this cover to the list. We've tracked 22 copies sold with a seven-day trend of 83%. And the high sell for a raw copy was $55. This is awesome. Kevin Eastman doing Electra. That's really meaningful considering how much the TMNT was influenced by Daredevil and Frank Miller's work. Yeah, because I'm trying mm-hmm. to think like how often Eastman has done variants for marvel it, it, it can't be that often right maybe once a year every it's pretty sporadic yeah yeah uh but this definitely has uh that t- the old school tmnt feel the the black and white version of tmnt so a black electra black white and blood number four kevin eastman one in 25 variants sold a raw dog for 55 bones whoa good lord all right this shouldn't be any surprise although this list did come out after the trailer so Thor number one from 2014. Of course, the first cover appearance. Jane Foster's Thor is iconic, leading fans to think of this book was when thinking of the character. This trend continues after the round of Thor 11 Thunders information took the internet by storm as we track 25 copies, seven-day uptrend of a 91% and had a high sale of $375 for a CGC 9.8 and a fair market value of $93. And by the way, have you seen that Thor Love and Thunder trailer? Man. Tons of fun in there. Smorgasbord of things are going to be cameoed. And in next week's top 10, definitely. 
Oh yeah, uh, I fully expect to see more gore on here and more Lady Thunder. I mean, uh, we finally got to see actually Lady Thor actually kick some ass, right? She did the mm-hmm. flipping and blew away something, and we also got to see a naked Thor. So there's always that. So uh, <laughs> it was kind of, and was that? Was that Russell Crowe doing a Greek accent as Zeus? It was kind of weird yeah. to place the, the accent he doing. But yo, Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. I don't. You know what? I like it the, the way they show his face. Don't if you have such a great actor, let him emote with his face. You don't oh, need yeah. a ton of CGI, and he looks terrifying. And when remember he took the necrosword and just plunged it into the planet and destroyed it. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Oh, spoiler alert. Well, I'm pretty sure everybody's seen the damn trailer because it yeah. was an awful game if you had to sit through that game just to watch the trailer, man. So <laughs> If you haven't seen the trailer, go out and watch it now. You're missing Exactly, out. yeah. So uh, number nine on the list is Thor, number one, hitting a 375 and a 9.8. What do we got for number eight? All right, number eight, we're looking at the grim number one from uh, the Reverend Dave Johnson. This is the Virgin One Per Store. This is Boom Studios. As we mentioned last week, Grim Number One had a ton of variants from numerous high-profile artists within the industry. This one-store variant from Dave Johnson left collectors and speculators eager to be the first ones in line to pick up some of the limited supply when visiting their local comic shops. Uh, skull cover collectors will want this once they lock eyes with the giant skull gracing the cover, which explains us tracking... 18 copies sold in a seven-day trend of 149% and $56 for the high sell of a raw copy of this beautiful book. I'm telling you, it's it, Thor, excuse me, um, the the horror titles, just amazing comeback that they're making, right? It's kind of amazing, and but you got the perfect thing. You got a, you know, hot chick and a skull on the cover. Who, who doesn't like that, right? Yeah, that takes two on the list. Here you go. So number eight on the list is Grim Number One, the Dave Johnson version, one per store variant. So luckily, uh, your store was able to get one and you were able to procure one. So uh, what do we got for number seven? Well, this one's definitely interesting. X Factor number 221 from Marvel from 2011. So now that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse Madness has been released, fans are redirecting their energy towards the next big blockbuster, which, of course, Thor Love and Thunder. There are some uh, teasers, trailers, of course, images and leaked information to use for speculation. One of these leaks shows an individual that fans believe to be the goddess Bassett. This was confirmed last week, which sent the first appearance of the goddess soaring into popularity. We tracked 15 copies, sold seven-day uptrend of 235% and a high sale of $50 for a high-grade raw copy. Interesting. So this is the first appearance of Bassett, or Bassett, whatever you want to say, which is the goddess that was in, or god that was in the, remember the origins of Black Panther? I would say, like, you know, 10,000 years ago, whatever, you know, the the panther god. The, and then you saw another, I think, the version of it from in the Moon Knight series where they showed, like, the, all the god statues, and it looked like that. So, But the, the actress has come, I believe the actress confirmed that it is Bass. So there you go. X. So number seven on the list is X-Factor 221. Who would have had, if you had this on your bingo card, this would have pretty well this year, man. Uh, and here's another one from left field. Yeah, this is back out of nowhere. Uh, we were just talking about the movie. Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, number one, uh, DC Comics, 1999. Last week was packed full of exciting news. One of those exciting reports shared that 20th Century Fox and Hulu are teaming up to begin working on a reboot of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. 
This group of literary characters are set to grace the super screen once again, which significantly increases interest in their first appearance. We tracked 31 copies sold for the seven-day trend of 144%, the high sell of $85 for a CGC 9.6, and raw copies are going for a fair market value of around 40 bucks. Well, I'm glad Hulu is able to get some content now that kind of Disney Plus has kind of monopolized all the Marvel content. You know, it's cool to see, uh, uh, you know, you know, just comic book stuff in general. Like Netflix is canceling everything. So let's get like yeah. Amazon and Hulu to start picking up more stuff. Yeah. And then Netflix has got, I don't know if you guys see the images from Sandman. It looks absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, looking. man, I can't wait for that. And then you got the boys coming, Umbrella Academy coming. Yo. Good time to be a comic book fan. So number six on the list, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, number one. If you haven't seen the movie, peep it out just because it's just kind of just kind of wonkers out there. I mean, the concept is very interesting. It's kind of famous literary characters from throughout history and they're thrown together as kind of a superhero team, you might want to say. But yeah, uh, yeah peep it out. It's got Sean Connery. And there's a, uh, there's a recall issue from the series as well, if anybody remembers that, where they put in a joke in the back about Marvel being a douche. And like using it as like a like a douchebag. There's a whole like whole article about it. There's whole information you guys can look that up. It's pretty I can see, see if you like recalled that. comics. I could see Alan Moore doing that. He's a bit of a curmudgeon. Like he hates anything that's been developed by him. But uh, anyway, uh, he hates money the, apparently. Yeah. Halfway through the list, boys and girls, let's hear from our sponsor, My Slabs. You tired of paying ten to fifteen percent? Join the one percent revolution. The platform designed by collectors for collectors just got even better. MySlabs.com is proud to now feature dedicated sections for both raw cards and raw comic books. Browse over 100,000 slab collectibles authenticated by the industry's most trusted grading companies. Then check out a massive selection of sealed wax and now raw singles and raw lots. Join a passionate, no-nonsense community of nearly 50,000 members and enjoy some of the best buyer and seller protection in the business. And as always, MySlabs offers one of the most disruptive pricing models in the hobby with seller fees as low as only 1%. So the next time you're forced to pay 10%, 20% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com, the low-fee marketplace by collectors for collectors. Yep, you sign up as a seller account. Tell them where you heard it from. Tell them uh, Lords of Longbox sent you. And uh, a couple of people have, and I've, I'm shortbox actually, or excuse me, um, they actually reached out. My slabs reached out to me, and said, "You know this guy?" I said, "Who? Josh Ramirez? I don't know him. He's a horrible person." No, I'm just kidding. I was like, "Yeah, Josh is my man. Man, he's a he's a good dude. He's been part of the community a long time." So I uh, hit them up. So we go from number six on the list to uh, number five, a returning champion. Yep, one. Dropping all the way to number five. So Fantastic Four, number 245. This week, of course, features the, uh, this book features first appearance of adult Franklin Richards, son of Reed and Sue, uh, a.k.a. Avatar, with godlike reality warping abilities. He is one of the most powerful entities of all Marvel comics whom collectors have turned to their eyes for the brief mention of existence of the Richards in the Doctor Strange film, once believed to be a mutant. In this issue, in this issue it is revealed that his subconscious altered his anatomy into looking like it had an X gene while collectors chose this over Franklin's first appearance as a baby or child having a scratching her head. Still, it's a powerful character in the MCU that can collapse the multiverse. It's Franklin Richards and full powered adult version, which required him to do so tracking 26 sales last week, seven day uptrend of 184% and had a high sale of $311 for a CGC 
yeah, if you want to go down a rabbit hole of uh, Reed Richards' son and all the different versions of him and how he was from the future, came back in the past, and in the, in the recent runs, they kind of depowered him because he was a little bit too, they were like, this guy's way too powerful, right? But uh, They're always putting mental blocks on the poor kid. Yeah, it's like, you're too powerful. You can't do that. But uh, it, it's confirmed, though, in the movie, right? I mean, uh, Wanda, Wanda asks, do you, you know, do you have any family or something? He goes, I, I have a wife and two kids. He goes, good. Somebody remember you and then... Oof! <laughs> what happened next was not a not a good happy ending for uh, nope. good old Reed Richards. But you know, another book I would spec on is the Council of Reeds. Whatever that first appearance is, I think that's Fantastic Four or Five Seventy. There you go. Thank you very much. I think that's another great issue where all the Reeds from different multiverses band together as like Super Brain. That's pretty cool, man. So, number five on the list: of Fantastic Four two forty five. What do we got for number four? Shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah, number four, another book coming up with all these trailers. Sens- uh, Sensational She-Hulk number one from 1989. Once again, last week was like walking into a mine full of diamonds for nerds. One of those diamonds was the long-awaited She-Hulk trailer for Disney+. Plus. While some fans believe it is an uh, unrefined diamond, needing some more polished CGI work, some fans agree that it brings an element of lightheartedness and humor to the MCU. After emotionally heavy shows like WandaVision and Moon Knight, it's a welcome change of pace to have a fun-filled, action-packed super show. While many are chasing She-Hulk's first appearance, the meta-aware first issue of her second series has garnered a lot of interest. We've tracked 39 copies that have been sold with a seven-day trend of 145%, and the high sell was a a CGC 9.8 going for $284. Nice. Yeah, and John, when John Byrne wrote this, famously, She-Hulk broke the fourth wall before Deadpool did. I mean, there's a lot of covers where, you know, there, there's a famous color, I think Stan Lee's on it, when or She-Hulk is like half nude or something along those lines. I'm at the, you know, so, I mean, it's pretty cool how she breaks the fourth wall. It'd be cool if she did that in Disney Plus uh, series, but, you know, Deadpool kind of already does that, but it'd be interesting if they did. I doubt they would, but it'd be cool if she did break the fourth wall. In the She-Hulk comics, so uh, great John Byrne covers too. By the way, I think uh, he wrote and uh, and did the art on these. Uh, so sensational She-Hulk, number one from nine, 1989, $284. Wow, and a nine point eight. So uh, that can only lead to what's on number three, right? Of course, let's get our first appearance on here. So Savage She-Hulk number one from Marvel Comics, nineteen eighty. So now that of course this is the first look at She-Hulk uh, with the trailer, people have decided to start picking up that. First appearance cover homage of this book is sure to remain an iconic cover for years past Disney Plus debut. We tracked 50 copies sold from uh, 17 from the previous week with a seven-day uptrend of 116% and had a high sale of $1,150 for a CGC 9.8. Wow. Holy Hitting four cow. digits. I can't believe it's gone up that far. Jeez. Um, yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, and and I still believe that I I don't think the CGI is finished yet because a lot of these shows they the CGI is like literally the week before they start releasing it. You know what I mean? So I yeah. think they're still gonna be uh, doing a little bit more on the CGI um, for it. And I believe on, even in the in the trailers, I think somebody spotted Thundra or Titania, one of the two, right? Uh, Titania. Yeah, it was Titania on there. So, um, yeah. And then we know that the Hulk's going to be there. I believe Eli Roth's uh, The Abomination is going to be on there, too, as well. Um, and Leapfrog, right? Don't forget Leapfrog. <laughs> Ugh, how can we? Because I have a feeling we may see that again. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it opens up the whole possibility of her being on the lawyer side of her. If she was, a, say, a lawyer to um, 
superpowered beings, that would be interesting because you could pull all kinds of weird cameos out, you know, of some serious D-list characters just show up that, you know, that need Jennifer Walters help in the courtroom. Uh, and then, you know, obviously she has the the brute strength of her cousin. I wonder, I'm trying to think in a trailer, like Bruce Banner or the Hulk, what did he do? He's like, I know my blood is mutated with gamma rays, but um, here, why don't you uh, take some of my blood and see what happens to me or see what happens to you? <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like you do know you are uh, a raging gamma radiation machine, right? And you want to give your cousin, because I believe that's his cousin, right? Uh, Jennifer yeah. Walters in the comics? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Let me turn you into a modern murderous monster like I was in the Savage uh, Hulk run. All right, so Savage She-Hulk, number one from 1980, breaking, uh, wow, four digits now, 1150 for a CGC 9.8. Man, I remember this was like a $20 wall book easily. And uh, you should have known to get it because it says... First collector's item issue, right there. Um, and I, I'm trying to remember if this was probably one of the last stories that Stanley wrote. Uh, That's for correct. Marvel, yeah, the last series, yeah. Because after that, you know, he always Stanley presents, but you don't. He actually didn't write any. There was a Silver Surfer story he wrote at one time. It was the one shot, I think. Would I'm I'm trying to think. Was it with John Byrne? The you know the the classic cover of the Silver yeah. Surfer? It was that, and then he did the Mobius Silver Surfer stuff as well. For the for the longest time, they, no one was allowed to touch Silver Surfer besides Stanley. Like he had it like tucked away. That character, yeah, that Mobius is weird. Um, I have it simply because you know I'm a Silver it's Surfer Mobius. fan, but yeah. yeah, it's Mobius. I'm a famous French artist, so I may rest in peace. So uh, coming in at number three, Savage She Hulk number one. Right, what do we got from number two? Is it Frogman? Not Frog. Well, we'll see. Because speaking of other uh superhero attorneys we got daredevil 25 this is coming back from the silver age in 1967 along with the recent spike of interest in she-hulk another green hero has caught many collectors eyes 13 years before the first appearance of she-hulk we were introduced to the villain leapfrog this character is believed to be briefly seen in the she-hulk trailer however it could also be the son of leapfrog Frogman. Uh, we tracked 62 copies sold with a seven-day trend of 105% and a high sale of $211 for a raw copy. Wow. I, I don't know if I pay $211 for a raw copy, but at least it's a Silver Age book, right? Um, That'll so be near mint that, plus. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and it's a anniversary issue, it being issue number 25, but... Mm -hmm. Yo, um, we'll see, man. I mean, uh, if and if he does show up, um, it's got to be one and done, right? I mean, you know, Marvel yeah. is famous for throwing these kind of Easter eggs, and then they don't appear famously in the Spider-Man: Far From Home. Remember that the uh, the elements that were oh, everybody's yeah. buying Molten Man and Hydro Man and all that stuff, and ended up just being an illusion by um, what's it, uh, what's his name, Mysterio? By Mysterio, yeah, that was the fans taking that a little too far. <laughs> yeah, well. This is 2022, so we're talking about speculation on every little tidbit you can get. Because nowadays, a trailer drops, you have you know YouTubers, giant channels mm -hmm. that break it down panel by panel, blow up every image to see everything you have. I mean, I guess it's, I guess it really started with WandaVision, if you think about it, right? When all the little Easter eggs to like Mephisto and uh, and you know how that turned out. <laughs> yeah so i mean you know i wasn't it was interesting that the, they acknowledged that those things are in the comics right um mm -hmm. but you know to you know come out you know just to 
say, here, look at this Easter egg. Here's Bova, and here's yeah. all this, that, and the other. And I remember the boat in uh, Far From Home had, like, what was it, like, number 213 written on it, and everybody and thought it was the first the appearance of Hydro Man. Yeah. It wasn't in the movie. It was just for the trailer. Because I remember watching the movie, I go, they removed the number. It was just kind of like a, a little Easter egg to mess with us. Us greedy flippers and collectors. Josh, darn bastard. Uh, and then uh, Into the Most of Redness, obviously, you know, was, you know, there was everybody in the world supposed to be in that. But, you know, who knows? You know, people want to say release the Snyder Cut. I say release the Sna- the Raimi Cut. There's another 40 minutes of usage that was not used. But, uh People saying that's not a lot because a lot of directors, they turn in their first cut is like three, three and a half hours. So for Sam Raimi just saying, I only have additional 40 minutes. And it was probably right to be just a, a two hour film. But, you know, it is badass nonetheless. And uh, lots of lots of seeds have been sowed through that series. The Incursion, Secret Wars. I mean, oh, yeah. everything. Just give me more Fantastic Four, please. Dear God already. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we know that the Invisible Woman and his, his kids are alive. He even says so. I mean, you know, and then, you know, because I guess. Really, all this started with the Loki series, right? They are the ones that really broke the timeline when, when at the end with Kang, right? So, uh, and Kang is supposed to be in of uh, the weirdest movies. Ant Man and Quantumania is the next time we're supposed to see Kang, which you know you're just thinking, Ant Man and Wasp, Ant Man Quantumania is a small movie. Oh, by the way, we're gonna throw Kang in there. You're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. But hey, man, in Feige we trust. Even a bad, bad Marvel movies are like pizza. Even if it's bad, you're still going to eat it, right? I mean, you know, even, you know, for whatever it is, even Black Widow or Thor the Dark World, it's like, you mm-hmm. know, we don't talk about Bruno. Well, you know, I, you know, Thor the Dark World comes on TV. I still watch it, you know, oh, yeah. Dark the Dark Elves and everything. So we shall see. But uh, that Thor 11 Thunder trailer, though, that thing's got me, yo. Just the opening narration with uh, what's his Taika Waititi's character? Yeah, and he goes, "Oh, well, that was odd," you know. And Lady, <laughs> when Lady Thor ends up picking up the hammer. I think it's awesome the way they did the the narration on that. And uh, so, can't wait, to, man! Can't wait for it this year. Too bad DC didn't get their schedule right and have, release those other two films this year. Remember that commercial that DC came out with? Yeah, two thousand twenty-two oh, yeah. is going to be the year of heroes. And then, oh yeah, we got two of these films are pushed back to two thousand twenty-three. We didn't mean that. Sorry, by the way. Um, so I have a feeling Whoops. it's because. I have a feeling it's because of Flash. I think Flash is going to reset a lot of stuff, uh, almost via, dare I say, Flashpoint, and re- reset yep. the timelines for everything. I don't know. We'll see, man. So number two on the list is Daredevil, number 25. That can only leave one on the list, unfortunately. Well, from one frog to another. So Marvel team up number 121, the newsstand from 1982, 15 years after the debut of Leapfrog, his son Eugene Patil would find his father's costume. However, instead of turning it into a life of crime, he decided to join the superheroes based on the She-Hulk trailer. Many speculate that She-Hulk will be representing Leapfrog or Frogman in court. With no official news on this yet, make sure to hold on to those first appearances of Leapfrog and Frogman. But last week, 22 copies were sold, seven-day uptrend of 326%, and had a high sale of $250 for a CGC 9.6 for this new stand copy. Yo, you guys are wild and out, son. <laughs> a Marvel team of 121.96 for 250. Uh, okay. But hey, you got Speed Demon on the cover. Look at how dope that is. Uh, I like how the uh, the cover balloons have like uh, their, their, their hands that are pointing instead of just yeah. regular arrows. It's kind of cool. Yeah. That's what I always talk about on the show how I miss word bubbles on actual comics covers. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? 
you don't even see word bubbles inside of comics anymore. Like, you know, before then people would talk and then a word bubble come up and it was them like thinking to their head. Yeah. The thought bubbles anymore. are gone. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's a, it's now that it's just in a yellow box. Unfortunately, I, I bring back those word bubbles and I'm pretty sure artists don't want it on there. This way they can show more of their art, you know, but I was saying, mm-hmm. Hey man, less for you to draw. If you have word bubbles in there. Right. Uh, so for, you know, the guys who are a crunch on time, <coughs> image artists, image artists talking to you, so that is the cover price top 10 boys and girls. Make sure you hang out here. I'm going to see if this works. Uh, there's something called a YouTube redirect, which is uh, for those who on Twitch are familiar with rating. Uh, so after the show ends, it should lead you a link right to nearing Nirvana, which starts at 630. With that being said, Justin, any last words? No, just uh, go ahead. Check out the latest episode of the Comic-Con podcast. Uh, Zach and I talk about some stuff and um, it's uh, big, I guess. Just a little stuff. stuff. Gabe loves 90 comics. Where can I find you, brother? You guys can find me Instagram, Gabe loves 90s comics. And um, I'm always popping up in some random podcast or YouTube show every so often. So keep an it's eye out. It's like herpes. He just pops up every like, you know, six months or so. According you better to believe it. I don't know. That's what Ryan says. That's what Ryan says. So I'll take his word for it. So till next the time. That keeps girls. on giving everybody. <laughs> till next time, boys and girls. We'll see you Thursday for the Shakers of the Week. Uh, after the show, go check out our friends at Nearing Nirvana. They got a great show coming up next. So until then, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.